session that requires you on a daily basis to put your kids in the car and drive them on purpose to a building that's full of like, you know, pedophiles and sycophants and like people that whiten their dog's teeth and just the absolute scum of the earth. People that, that are probably gonna fuck up your kids mentally and probably just plain fuck them. And I've heard that's bad for their development. It's not good for them. Man, I can't even enjoy watching a movie that has a bunch of kids in it, like Stranger Things or something. I feel like I'm watching a snuff film of their childhood. I feel like I'm watching a movie, uh, you know, where the dog dies, but from back before it was illegal to kill animals on screen. Which was 1939. You guys know that before 1939, those horses are not okay. They didn't make it. It wasn't, it wasn't good for them. Man. And then sometimes people try to tell me, oh, some of the child actors turn out all right. What about Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster's okay. But you guys know, Jodie Foster's like best friends with Mel Gibson. So is she okay? Is she okay? Uh, I got more, but I think, I think I'm just going to stop now. Why? No, more. Why? Okay. Um, what did I have? What did I have written on the sheet of paper? Uh, Poker stories is one of testosterone. Testosterone starts off with talking about NPR and like uh, I'm not sure that might be like a little specialized. I don't know. It's just I. It's a little cute for me lately. You guys listen to NPR often? Sometimes. I don't know. Like Steve Insky pretending not to know how to pronounce like rap, you know, words and rap lyrics on the bumper stuff and like, oh man, Radio Lab. Fucking Radio Lab. It's like if you're telling a story that takes place in England, you don't have to play Hail Britannia for me to like hold that idea in my head. It's fucking babyish. Um, but anyway, so I was listening to it one day because there's nothing else in the car. They were doing a story about testosterone, like people that had too much of it or too little of it, people that had like transitioned their gender or whatever and what that was like. And um, they were going down a list of like. Uh, of like fact uh, attributes of people that had like a lot of testosterone in their body. And I was hearing it, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe identify with some of that. It was stuff like square palms and like a deep voice. And a, one of them literally, this is literally one of them, a wolfish grin. <laughs> mm? uh, another one of them was if you were in high school, voted most likely to Sarah Connor. <laughs> Which I was. <laughs> no, that wasn't really one. That wasn't really one. Uh, but the last one uh, they told you about, which is completely real, was that levels of testosterone rise when you are uh, both working out, like in the middle of a really hard workout, or watching violence, even recorded violence, like people fighting. And when I heard that, I knew it was time to take my workouts to the next level by watching <laughs> videos of people beating the shit out of each other first. Yeah. And you guys, it is it works so well. Oh my god. Yeah. I would you go to, go to any kind of fight porn site. It, mm. You know, when you're like watching a video of a fight at 2 a.m. and you get embarrassingly hype about it, like you're yeah, like UFC. Yeah. Sure, that too. But I mean, no, I want them to like mean it. I want someone to have snatched somebody something and then now like an unholy fury is coming down. I watched them all. High school fight videos. Like I didn't get into the Appalachian preschool MMA backyard scene. But that exists. That exists. Oh, right here. I'm coming in over there. Yeah, you're coming in.
Awesome. Yeah, you sound really good, um, buddy. North Carolina. A.M. Oh, Malcolm, yeah, actually. Asheville. Asheville, nice, nice. You know, there's, right. a, there's a guy who owned Memphis Minis. Do you know that place? Are you, are you from Asheville or are you from... No, no, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, born okay. and raised, but I'm right. um, down here for the winter. All Went right. to school here for some years, nice. but not nice. back. So there was a gentleman who um, had a place called Memphis Minis on Haight Street in San Francisco, and he huh. moved to Asheville. Um, and uh, shortly after moving to Asheville, unfortunately, he died, um, but he died in probably his most, like the best possible way he could have. He was scuba diving in like the caribbean so nice you know, yeah it was bad not a bad way to go yeah. out yeah yeah not too bad yeah. of all the ways to go I'm, of all the ways to go mm -hmm. going to go mm -hmm. how's, yeah. how's it sound i've always felt Asheville's a bit of a east coast san francisco you know no one here is big coastal? but we does generally well it's it's not as big or as coastal but it's, you know, east of the Mississippi, kind of holding down the San Francisco vibes, though. Mm -hmm. There's streets full of art and interest in people and all that. Yeah, he so, loved it. He loved Asheville. Yeah. Good things to say. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend visiting. You know, I will. I'll own a campground here one day, too. So hit me up if you ever come. Oh, nice. We're trying to get Malcolm to come out to San Francisco. And, at least to visit. Uh, at least to visit. Okay. Because, you know, it's... um. You know, there's just, it's such a special town. It, yeah. Love it here in the Bay. Well, you just got here mm -hmm. yourself, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just got here in so October. So you have that, you have that, the, the stars in your eyes. Certainly. <laughs> well, and also like the, what it is that we're doing in only a few short months, the amount of content that um, we're prepared to make and just very creatively inspired by the culture of the city um, here at Mutiny Radio, inspired by fearless leaders. We just spoke with Shahid Buttar um, uh -huh. earlier today. Right. And, you know, just uh, very inspired town, very inspired time. Yes. And there's, yes. a, there's a really, um, uh, I think, positive and, and almost overwhelmingly so uh, energy in the air. That's awesome. It's great to hear, uh, you know, for those of us who have been here a while, we might have a slightly different uh, experience, but it's San Francisco is what it is because people come here. Honestly, mm -hmm. that's what make it makes it what it is. So we got to keep having people come here. It's really it's really important to have that fresh blood in San Francisco to make it what it all that it can be. Yeah, I agree. Are you from the Bay Area? You know, I was born in uh, Palo Alto, actually, and I left almost as soon as I was born, and I moved to um, all over the place. <laughs> I moved to a lot of different places, yeah, but uh, East Coast, uh, a lot of Texas, a little bit of Mexico, um, and uh, Boston, Philadelphia, lots of different places. So, yeah. 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 Thank you. All yeah, but over. I came back here for college. That's how I got back here. I went to Berkeley. I uh, was living in in Texas at the time, and I was like, I'm either going all the way this way or all the way that way. <laughs> I don't know which way, but I'm going one of those one of those two. And uh, Berkeley, yeah. Berkeley was where I ended up. What did you study? I studied something. It was a it was a um, independent major, so it was called Soviet Studies, and it was a combination cool. of language and literature and history. So all oh, the Soviet okay, Union. Cool. Yeah, a, yeah. It was like, cool. Yeah. My cool. mentor growing up was from the Soviet Union. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where, where yeah, from? Do you know? Um, 
it's a big um, country. They, <laughs> and it it's is. even no, bigger um, then. <laughs> now it's yeah, Russia and it's they were, country, um, but back then besieged it was really in big. World War Two. Uh, Leningrad, those, or Stalingrad. Yeah. Have been Stalingrad or Leningrad. Leningrad, there was a, there was a over, I think it was over a year that they were, they tried to starve them out. Um, so yeah, and there was that. like a warehouse fire and people were eating the ashes and that was wow. like, his grandparents weren't there, but when his grandparents got home to their house, there was an unexploded bomb in their living room oh and they had to wait like months for the army to get around to removing this bomb from their living room. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. And they did like military drills in third grade and it was a wild place to grow up. Well, and I, I so have... now he teaches wilderness skills to the United States youth. Oh, really? And so I have to say like one of uh, taking it to the current time, um, I am a little worried about, we seem to be um, interested potentially in, you know, uh, looking at a, a war. And I really don't want that to happen. I, I have way yeah. too much uh, knowledge and respect for Russia um, to think that it is a good idea to consider uh, getting into a war with them. So I'm really hopeful that all of this, you know, macho, you know, chest beating stuff mm -hmm. that's going on now will back down. I'm no expert on foreign affairs, but I have spent quite a bit of time, you know, with yeah. Russians and, you know, and they are, mm -hmm. as Americans are great people. And, you know, nobody wants, nobody wants to go to war. So, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, war is not the answer. I do not. Mm -mm, believe it no, is. no. What do is it good? What is it good for? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, and so, Thea, you're running for state assembly here in California or yes. in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about it. The wh why are you running for for this position? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, I'm running for half of San Francisco. We already have the other half is uh, Phil Ting. He is District 19. I am running in District 17, which is the East Side. I think of it as you know, I love the East Side. I'm in the East Side. 27 years I've been in the East Side, um, and I am running for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, one of the reasons I'm running is because I want somebody who's had some real life experiences, um, not just political ones. Um, to uh, be, be representing the voters in San Francisco. Um, it's been 20 years since we've had a woman uh, in that office, and it'll be 32 years uh, if, you know, because you, you get up to 12 years. If you get in, you get up to 12 years, so it could be It's a 12-year term? Well, it's every two years you have to get reelected, but the hard thing is to get elected, and then once you're sure? elected, unless you really screw up, which you obviously can, mm. um, and this is why I love the voters, you're allowed to allowed to make those decisions, um, then you may have 12 years. So I have two children who are, uh, one is 20 and one is 24, and they're both very concerned about uh, climate. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the reasons I want to get in there is to have this steady, consistent, we got to meet or exceed our climate goals. We got to make sure that we, uh, I'm a transit advocate, so we got to make sure that we sort of figure out a way to get people excited about riding the bus and one way to do that, you know, getting out of their cars, going on bikes, walking, taking the bus. And one way to do that is by making truly excellent, affordable, accessible public transportation. 47% uh, of our carbon emissions come from uh, cars and trucks in the city. 
So that's almost half. It's a lot. It's a lot. So one of the things I want to do, yeah. first thing I want to do is get some real funding for a regional transformative transportation measure. Mm -hmm. I've been working on that for three years, and that would be the first action that I would take is to sponsor the authorization bill that would need to happen to make that regional. Do you already have it like written and ready to go for we when you get into it? We have a prior version of it, yes. Sure. So um, sure. The, it would certainly take more. Well, you know. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about being able to do that. And San Francisco, more than many cities that I've been in, um, has a really lovely like bicycle ecosystem. There's the wiggle. You know, it's nice. You can I live right off around. the wiggle. You live, yeah. Oh yeah, you're on the wiggle. I'm, I'm in yeah, the lower. You, do you wiggle? I, yeah. you know, I don't. I don't ride bicycles very much because I don't have the body strength to lift a bicycle three flights up my stairs. Sure. Yeah, and you can't leave it outside the city. <laughs> you cannot, you, leave, you it cannot leave it outside. No, no, no. no, no. But um, I love the wiggle. Yeah, it's I reasonable. love. I love the bicycles. Um, I remember a time when there was actually a lawsuit. Um, against um, making any infrastructure on on bis for bicycles, and so I'm just so happy that we've done such a good job of, you know, improving the infrastructure on bicycles. Because obviously, we're going to need to do everything we can for climate change. It's not, you know, you got to do what you you can do. Yeah, so. you know what I've been doing? I stopped bicycling and I started scooting around. Those go. Revel scooters yes, are outstanding. Them. They're just a because I'm a gig economy worker. Yeah, and so they make it so that way I can successfully earn at least the minimum wage, and I don't need Prop Twenty Two benefits. That is awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and that is so awesome. um, it's uh, and also a much more efficient and pleasant way to get around. You're yeah. you yeah, know yeah. Yeah. you're scooting around. You're on a little. Well, it's a parking nice thing. is no issue, right? Parking is no issue, right, and so. Right. Um, I think that uh, the green, like I, I appreciate efforts to go green and maybe a um, something that can be. It's electric, right? It, the, boogie, oogie, oogie. Yeah. yeah and I, yeah. oh, you yeah. boogie, oogie, yeah. oogie around <laughs> the city. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. And so yeah. um, bicycles, scooters, I, I fully support green initiatives. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 We're, you know, we're, we're headed in the right direction, I think, in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I think we're understanding that we're going to need everything. Let's yeah. do everything we can to, you know, make this city awesome for our children, our children's children. This isn't. This isn't a one generation thing. This is a multi generational thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how to pivot. Like I, I, like it's, it's an ongoing thing where, um, in studio, it's so easy to be Use together just here, yeah. and we're we're sharing in this, and we are making an intention. This has been an ongoing conversation as we are embarking on this process, mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know how to pivot to Malcolm because <laughs> like this is so new, mm -hmm. and so. Um, and entirely, usually we're both on Zoom. You know, we each have our own camera, and then there's a third person in. Oh, Zoom like naturally snaps to well, whoever is speaking. I could have, I could have done that, but yeah. That's okay. This, I wanted to come in. I, I appreciate you being a part of the process. Yeah, right. this is so, yeah. in so many ways. This has been so mm -hmm. learning, and and so we, I personally, uh, very much appreciate um, you joining us today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it totally works because I think a lot of, um, I mean. Because we, you know, we record and broadcast through Mutiny Radio, but a lot of our presence is online, and most of our listeners are, you know, national, 
and most of our listeners are not your voters. And so, you know, policy questions are wonderful, but also, you know, I have loads of um, questions about just what it's like to be a politician. Sure. And, you know, that yeah. that view into political life that most people don't get. It's either like two people up on a screen debating back and forth is is generally the only view we get of politicians and what that world is like. And so, yeah. So what's um, your, what do you have a question? What is it like to be... Like, a, I, yeah, I think of myself, so I am currently a city college trustee. So I uh, have twice been elected uh, to City College of San Francisco, which, you know, if I wanted mm-hmm. to, if I wanted to tout anything today, I would also want to tout um, the amazing uh, uh, importance of community colleges in our great country. Mm-hmm. And in California, Mm -hmm. we have a master plan. We call it an educational master plan. And it was put in place a long time ago by Pat Brown, who was the father of Jerry Brown, who used to be our governor before Gavin Newsom. And he put it in place because he wanted to have truly excellent education for all. And the community college level was truly for anybody and absolutely anybody who wanted it. And it was free until 1984. Um, And Mm -hmm. it became free again, actually, when I was president of the community college um, in here in San Francisco. Yes, we passed a a transfer tax. It was a Proposition W. Jane Kim um, passed that transfer tax. And um, that money partially went to fund Free City for all residents of San Francisco. Another reason to come to San Francisco. Um, We have free community colleges. So I, you know, I, one of the reasons I'm running as well is to get more attention on this incredible gem, which is known as community colleges, um, because they accept everybody, they're for everybody, whether you're youth, whether you're veteran, whether you're uh, whether you're a, a union worker who's looking to be trained from a dirty job to a clean green job, um, they're there for you. And seniors, mm-hmm. a lot of seniors use it. We, we talk a lot about lifelong learning. It's not just about getting you to the next level. Sometimes it's about building community and keeping active and um, community colleges do that as well. So one of the things I want to do as a small P politician, what I've been doing is sort of representing San Francisco uh, at the community college level. We have more uh, more students than the K through 12 does here in San Francisco. And they're all wow. ages are the most disadvantaged students yeah. in the city. A lot of black and brown people, a lot of low income mm-hmm. people, a lot of Um, people who would not otherwise get a chance to go to college. So um, Mm -hmm. definitely want to talk about that. But what's it like being a politician in general? Yeah. Um, And how did you get into that, you know, from... Yeah, I mean, I think anybody and everybody should be a politician, to be honest. I think part of the problem with our system right now is that we have just people who have, since they were two years old, I want to be a politician. You know, they've grown up that way. And I think it's part of the problem with our system. What we really need are, um, and my, my husband talks about this all the time, why don't we do it by lottery? Why, why, why isn't it like Why a, don't we do it by law? Why, why, why don't right, actually? Right, right. Why don't we have a jury, like our jury system, right? You yeah. get called up. You're going to be the supervisor for the year for, for uh, a couple of years. You're going to be the congressperson for a year, a couple of years, something like that. Yeah. And then that way you actually would have more citizen participation, I really do believe. Mm-hmm. If, you real, if you recognize you could be one of those people. Unfortunately, the way it works now is that most people, and I don't find myself in this. I was, you know, I had, I had a 10 year old 
uh, was my youngest when I got involved in politics. And I got involved in politics because there was a double homicide across the street from my house. And I realized we, we had to do something. We had to get together as a neighborhood. We were very isolated. Nobody talked to each other. Um, and I, we just started doing it. We just started going out there and yeah. talking to each other and working with the politicians. And, you know, they always talk about the... Um, they talk about the third rail a lot in politics. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. Have you heard of that concept? The political third rail. The yeah, yeah. The, you don't you don't touch the, you don't touch so those it's ideas. The electric rail, right? If you touch it, you die, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So we uh -huh. were, we were in something known as a containment zone mm -hmm. uh, in the lower hate, and uh, people told me it's a third rail. Don't touch it. You can't touch that. You can't touch this. You can't touch that. And I was kind of like, well. <laughs> What can I touch, you know, right. or, or, yeah. or, why, or why should I care? And why, do, and why do politicians think that way even? You know, I just had, mm -hmm. a, I had a little ar argument ar on Twitter uh, the other day where somebody, you know, said, you know, if you're for recalls, which, by the way, you know, interestingly, and you can ask me about that, I am for recalls. I'm for the recall of the school board, for example. Mm. I wasn't for the Newsom recall, but I think recalls, which are in our Constitution, um, are, and the reason they were put in there in uh, that it was 1911 is we redid our Constitution because prior to that time, here's a little history of California, the lobbyists Please. ran the state, 100%. The assembly members and the senators made zero dollars. They did not make any money at all. Any money they got came from lobbyists, and they 100% did what the lobbyists told them to do. Okay. Yeah. Then we redid we redid our constitution, and we found that uh, that uh, we were going to give power back to the people. That was the idea. It was yeah. a populist revolution back then. And one of the things we did is we said, "Hey, the voters should have the right. Should something go dramatically wrong, and if they're just really unhappy, they have the right to recall their their representatives." Absolutely. I, I think so. Mm -hmm. And the and the person said. What you're a politician, and you know they might recall you. And I said, "That's right." Yeah. So what? Yeah. So, so what? Well, it's interesting. You know what I mean? That's a good thing, right? It's a good thing that it's only up to twelve years at the the assembly level. It's interesting it that it's yeah. here at the state level. It's up to twelve years. We just talked to Shahid, right? And Nancy Pelosi has been in Congress since 1987. Or yeah. the year I was born. Yeah. <laughs> and so institutional uh, protection and the the it continuing on for in perpetuity. Um, well, there's a reason it's only 12 years. Why is that? And his name is Willie Brown. Oh, his name is Willie Brown. His name is Willie Brown. <laughs> and uh, Willie Brown was an incredibly important uh, man uh, who held tremendous, he still is alive. He's 87 years old. He's the same age as my father. Sharp as a whip, by the way. Of course. Um, naturally. Naturally, yeah, sure. as is my father. Good looking, Naturally. Too. Yeah. <laughs> good, looking, good looking man. <laughs> he's from Texas, too, just like, you know, yeah. just like I am. But anyhow. Where about in Texas? Uh, he's from Mineola. And you? Austin. Oh, I lived in Austin. You did? Yeah, and I worked at Pluckers on South Lamar. <laughs> I was at Manchac and 290. And where did you live? I lived south of Manchac and 290. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I lived sort of center. 
cool. Yeah. 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 Heck back yeah. in the day. When, back in the day. When Austin was significantly. Smaller. I was there ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, okay. and we was it was still growing. The the old guard was like, this is weird and it's happening. Yes. And it was not nearly as much of the gentrification and the growth and yeah. everything that yeah. has happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A decade Just ago. Just keeps growing. It was beautiful. Keeps growing. It's an incredible city. Yeah, it's a nice city. Willie Brown. Yeah, Could Willie, Brown. So Willie Brown. Willie, Willie Brown's from Mineola, uh, Texas, and. Um, I personally think he's an incredible man, but he, uh, basically there was a movement against him that said, you know, if we don't, if we don't get this man out he's going to be in for the rest of his life. And, uh, so they put in term limits. And prior to that, he was, he was in the assembly. He was speaker of the assembly. I actually don't know how many years, but he was, I would, it wouldn't surprise me if it was 20 plus years that he was speaker of the assembly. And then because of that, people were like, you know, come on, we need, we need some, we need some new life here that there was a movement and now we went to term limits. And and honestly, there's good and bad about that. It's an important thing, I yeah. think. Well, I think it's... The bad is, I'll tell you what the bad is. Um, the bad is, again, going back to those damn lobbyists, they get a lot more power because the folks who are coming in mm-hmm. are learning, 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 learning. And if you are not aware of that, which trust me, I'm very aware of that, you listen to the lobbyists because the lobbyists are ready with all of the legislation and everything. They're like, Hey, I got this yeah, for you. This is, this is like, I'm going to make it yeah, easy for you. Hey. And so, yeah. And in some cases, not mine, but in some cases you are paid, uh, your, your campaigns are paid by the lobbyists. So there's a certain sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the bad. Um, the good is of course, fresh blood, which is, I think a good thing with, you know, new people, new ideas. But are they really new ideas? If the, if the campaigns are being funded by the lobbyists and then the new people are simply turnover and it's churn and it's built in mathematically to their systems. If that's the game that they play. That is a very good point. And I will, uh, say that there are those of us out there and it wouldn't surprise me if Mr. Buttar is one of them. I am certainly one of them who would like to get, uh, the campaign finance reform Mm -hmm. because the, the biggest issue, and I'm sure this is in Asheville, unless you guys are, uh, you know, way ahead of us, um, is who pays for your campaign? Is it individuals? Um, or right. is it corporations? And and believe it or not, you know, AOC the other day made a big deal about how, you know, I can make up to $2,900 per person and most people spend all their time chasing that $2,900. Well, in California for the assembly, I theoretically could ask you for $4,900. So imagine uh. the disparity and the difficulty of people who are, you know, uh, able to do, uh, you know, 40, have all their friends are $4,900 friends and they have all these corporations that have $4,900 versus people who maybe are like getting 20, a hundred, you know, really, really dedicated 250. Somebody will give you, you know, it's just not the same ball game. Um, and Berkeley, by the way, people say, Oh, this couldn't be done, but Berkeley, for the city council, they um, only allow $50 per person, no corporations, $50 per person, and you can only raise up to $20,000, and they match it by five or six times. So well, what that does yeah. is it levels the playing field so that, say, if you're a woman of color who comes from a background 
where all of her friends could maybe give her five bucks instead of 20 bucks or 200 bucks or mm -hmm. 2000 bucks, it levels that playing field. And then yeah, you, yeah. then theoretically you start to get people in there who, you know, have different backgrounds and have different, um, ways of governing. Mm. Yeah. We do a hypothetical, just for example, um, how do you think the, um, maybe presidential because it's easier for, you know, for the less politically minded listeners to wrap their head around. But, you know, how would like a, the next presidential election be different if the Green Party had the same amount of funding as the Democrats and Republicans? That's a big question. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so our system has been set up to be a two party system. I am very yeah. interested in seeing other parties start to uh, come up and out. Um, and at this point, whenever we have a third party, it's usually considered a spoiler party. And I honestly mm -hmm. don't know that much about national politics. I kind of stay away from it because it feels oh, so far simple. away from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't really yeah. feel like I have that much effect on it. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. I have a friend, I'll tell you, who is interested in starting a party. So I've actually looked into this in California uh, for formerly incarcerated people. They, because, oh, wow. because in 2020 in San Francisco, not in San Francisco, in, in California, we voted to allow formerly incarcerated felons and people on parole to vote. Prior to that, I don't know what it's like in North Carolina, but prior to that, yeah, they could not yeah. vote. And mm -hmm. so there are lots of places. I mean, a lot of formerly incarcerated That's people. That's incredible work. I know. Yeah. And this pad, this is law now. This is Proposition 17 2020. It passed. Ah, I voted for it. Okay. But here's the deal. First of all, most people don't know, right? And that includes most formerly incarcerated people don't know. I'm actually going into a halfway house in a few days to get people registered. It'll Heck be my yeah. last chance to get people registered for this particular uh, election. And that's partially because of how we do our legislation is we don't think about like, okay, this is a great thing. It makes me feel good. I'm just feeling, oh, I'm just helping society so much. But we forget about how do we implement this, right? Yeah. So there wasn't mm -hmm. much about implementation in it. And so a lot of people don't know about it. So pass the word around, first of all. But um, he wants to start a party. And, he, and he's formerly incarcerated himself. He wants to start a party. And cool. um, so I looked into it with him, you know. So what does it take to start mm -hmm. a party? And it, there are barriers, man. There are big uh, yeah barriers to starting a party um so you know to your to your question about the green party the green party exists and it has had uh it has had some success in san francisco not recently it sort of died um as a party in san francisco but um i think having a, a third and a fourth and a fifth i think actually we'll get away from mm -hmm. this spoiler idea if we have multiple parties unfortunately uh, our system wasn't really set up that way and it goes back to we should have a draft for people into public service into into <laughs> into being a draft is quite well sure well reasonable but like yeah. similar you had said like a jury selection uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, that's a draft yeah. you're drafted to uh, jury yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I but it's it for a lottery system I Okay, yeah, reason, sure. The, yeah, okay. lottery is good. Winning the lottery. I, I won the lottery. I, well, <laughs> but also it's in disservice to your community. Yes. And so, yeah. um, you know, two, three, Absolutely. like a bicameral system doesn't work. Like two parties, it just, it, it 
it is showing right now the toxicity because yeah. it's just simply me versus you. Yeah. Um, and when more voices come to the party, when more people stand up and, and say that they will be of service um, in any way, yeah. it's just healthy. And so, like yeah, it. six parties. Yeah, like we should it. have more than two parties yeah. in the the dimension of more voices in the party. Yeah. More so, voices. So you seat. may see a petition be passed around um, and it will be for starting this party and please sign it. I'd sign it. Yeah. Okay. Please sign it. Yeah. You've yeah. called yourself. They pass at this bar, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You've called yourself a, like an FDR Democrat, yeah. right? The Where believing that government is a place where nobody gets left behind. Um, where are we in San Francisco here? How are we failing citizenry? How are we not showing up enough? In what ways? And um, if elected, how are you going to affect change to improve people's lives in these ways? So... Um I think in San Francisco, one way that we can improve things is um, actually public transportation, to be honest. Um, we do have what is known as means testing uh, mm -hmm. for a lot of what we do uh, in the Democratic Party. And that's what I mean by an FDR, is that I really believe if you give something to the rich and the poor, then the rich will make sure that it continues. Whereas if you just give it to the poor, then the rich seem to spend a lot of effort trying to get rid of it. Um, so that's one way that I meant I'm an FDR. You know, that's what Social Security is. A lot of people complain, well, why should you give Social Security to somebody who has more money than God? And the real reason is because it means it sticks around and it's there mm -hmm. for the rest of us, for those of us who need it. Um, so in San Francisco, I would say definitely um, that transit, free transit, mm -hmm. is a way that instead of sort of having it just for this group or just for that group, I think if we could have it for everybody, um, that would be helpful. And, and I don't just think in terms of San Francisco. I think I turn. I think in terms of the region and in terms of California as a whole. Yeah. You know, we're not going to get where we need to get if we. You know, in a lot of cases. They call it fare box, what you get back from the fare box, you know, when you put your money into the, as a fare, like 25 cents oh, or sure, $2 sure, sure, or sure. whatever, that that is a very small percentage of the overall budget. But we'll have to, we'll have to find that money, right, if we want to do um, free transit. So I think that's one way where, you know, what you have now is you have people, for example, in San Francisco, we have a better minimum wage than they have in other places, but people can't afford to live here. No. So people yeah. will commute long distances for significant sums of money, right, to get the better wages and then have to commute out again. Yeah. That is not fair, right? We should have housing in this city that is affordable for the people who are making these wages so that they can see their children more if they have children so they can lead a better quality of life so they're not polluting you know either by taking a you know a, the, their own car or, or even a bus or something like that um, so that we can start to work on all of these problems at the same time I would say that's that's one of the most evident mm -hmm. um, and the last one is just this is not just in San Francisco this is all over the country I was blown away that COVID did not cause us to get free Medicare for all. I could not believe that that's not the direction that our politicians, you know, wh why did they go that direction? That would have been the, that was, yeah. that was what was in my head. I was like, okay, we have got ourselves a crisis. It is a health crisis. We all need to be helped. We all need, and I, I, 
you know, unfortunately, I don't think anybody talked about that. Um, and we have now a bill in California called AB 1400, and it oh. is to give, uh, it's called CalCare. Okay. So CalCare. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not free uh, health care for all in the country, but it would be essentially in California, if it passes, um, we would finally have free health care for, for all in California. And, you know, I have a, a friend, Kimberly Alvarenga, and she is the head of the domestic workers. Um, and she uh, has taught me, educated me, you know, and I knew this in, on some level, but not like I do now, that there's no sick leave if you're a domestic worker and you work for five different employees, you don't have a sick leave, mm. right? Because you need to work a certain <laughs> number of hours to get that sick leave. So she's working on getting domestic workers sick leave, making sure domestic workers have health care. All of these things should not be have and have nots, and they are right now. Mm -hmm. So those are some examples. Yeah. What about, um, uh, and certainly it's important because so much of politics is compromised, which is important. Um, and Hang on knowing second. that you, what you can achieve in office is limited. Me. Sorry. That's all right. I can restart once yeah, you, once you no restart. words. It was spam. And too. also, yeah. Also, hang on a second, buddy. It's crazy that yep. my 4G cell phone, yeah. right, the connection doesn't yeah. work as good as the Wi-Fi here. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. It's it's perfect the way that it is. All right. What's your question? What's yeah. your question? Um, ooh, what was that question? Do you remember asking? that question? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now I can reword it. Okay. Blend it and make it a little more direct. Um, knowing the importance of compromise in achieving anything and recognizing that that limits what you can realistically achieve. What is one thing that you feel confident if you were elected, you could get done and like would make your, your first goal? Well, I'm never, you're never hundred percent confident. Let me, let me start there, but I'm yeah. pretty confident that, uh, we can get the assembly, um, which did not vote on a transportation budget for uh, last year. They didn't vote at all. What? Yeah. What? Um, and partly it had to do with the high-speed rail. So I'm a former high-speed rail uh, board member, California high-speed rail mm. board member. And there's $4.2 billion left in the $10 billion, more or less $10 billion, that we voted on and approved in 2008 as a, uh, a down payment for high-speed rail in California. So we still have $4.2 billion of that. And I actually was working hard with a nonprofit to try and get the Assembly and the Senate to appropriate that money. So the governor can ask for something, but it is the legislature that actually appropriates the money. And the Senate was fine with it, and the Assembly would not do it. Hmm. So, And one of the reasons they said they would not do it is, well, you know, you say there's going to be federal money, and the way this works is you have matching money that comes from the federal funds, and you they, you can't mm -hmm. get those federal funds, all that all that infrastructure dollars that we've been talking about. You can't get it if you don't have infrastructure dollars yourself to match against it. 
So now we do, uh-huh. right? Now we have this giant federal uh, uh, wonderful measure bill that we got passed, right? So um, I'm pretty sure this is my as close as I can come to confidence that I can get the assembly this time to appropriate the $4.2 billion, match it against two times, three times, four times, who knows what, the feds, and we can start to have high-speed rail not only in the Central Valley, which is what we were trying to do then, but we can start to get to the Los Angeles and the San Francisco and then we then it starts to get really exciting. Sure. So. Ow. Yeah. How do you like that? That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's super awesome. Yeah. Not so. only like think you can get it done, you got a whole plan in action and like yeah. the money is so it's money from 2008 that is still just hanging out in the budget Bond. waiting to be hanging spent out. and yep. will be matched one for one by the Fed. At least one for one. Yeah. Possibly so, And then okay, more. opposite yeah. Yeah. opposite end of the spectrum yeah. yeah um or before i before i switch topics please ask your question chad oh no i was going to uh talk about homelessness is a big problem here in the in the district in in the state nationwide um it is uh san francisco is the most expensive city um and Studies have shown and policy efforts have proven that housing first solutions help most for transitional homeless um, uh, to assist people transitioning out of homelessness and into self-efficiency and self-providing for themselves. Uh, do you believe in housing first solutions? Yeah, so I actually work with, uh, with uh, I have a client that uh, is working on eliminating homelessness in their county. And they absolutely use the housing first principle, and I think it's the right principle to use. Um, but the problem in this city is we don't have any housing. We I, don't have the transitional housing. We don't have the 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 post transitional housing and the levels that we need to. We certainly don't have eight thousand units of housing. And I absolutely agree with you that. Um, so that if you were gonna if you were gonna go, which I think you might have. Do you, th- do you, let me ask you this as a yeah. follow-up. So yeah. if the units were available, if inventory were available, yeah. um, do you think that that would be an efficient use of public resources well, to it's cheaper, allocate? it's cheaper than having them on the street. Right. And so yeah. the, do you think that, um, that is, would that be a policy, um, prerogative? Is that something that is important to you to, f- um, use to to figure out how to allocate funds towards housing first solutions for uh homeless people yeah so so um the former uh assembly member david chu mm-hmm. um started something called the bay area housing authority and the purpose of the bay area housing authority is to be able to get more funds mm-hmm. into housing and absolutely one of the things that i would be doing and i don't think that's true of any i think that's true of every single person who's running for office you'd be insane not to be you know pro i think pro housing at this point in san francisco's life mm-hmm. Um, is to use the power of the Bay Area Housing Authority and get more money into the system. Um, The issue, as I have been told from experts, I'm not the housing expert, is that the uh, uh, building affordable housing 
um, we do not make that in any way easy. And it used to be easier, and it used to be actually paid for by the government largely, by the federal government largely. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, how can we get back to where we were? And I mean, you guys are too young, but um, our housing was not good. The federal housing that we had that was built by the feds, you know, there are, there are famous uh, Chicago, you know, there's a famous Chicago uh, uh, housing uh uh, projects, as they called them, that were, you know, blown up because they were just so awful. Um, and so we have to do it right. You can't just do it. Mm -hmm. You have to do it right. And I think that's one of the things that I, uh, I'm really hoping I can bring to it. It's not just that pat on your back. Yay, you did it. But how do we maintain the housing? How do we build the right housing? How do we make sure that um, the housing for generations to come yeah. is there for our people? And then it has the institute, like the not only housing, but also a programmatic approach towards this being a solution. Um, and so we actually, so our conversation here uh, that we have is uh, we talk to various subject matter experts about their areas of expertise. Cool. And actually this past Saturday, we spoke to two Portland architect activists um, that actually work in homeless housing solutions. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I know there's a lot of good work that's happening um, out there. A and. Lot. What do you, what, I mean, the, the other thing is there's the linkage center. I don't know how familiar you are with that. I, I'm not familiar. Okay. Well, no. anyhow, we could, we could get into that, but I have, I'm yeah, going to have, just, to, I'm gonna have just, to go shortly, but, yeah, but I, I will say that the linkage center is an attempt to do an, the other piece of homelessness that you spoke of. And that is not only do you need housing, but you need coordinate, a coordinated approach, mm -hmm. right? So that you don't have to fly over here for this and then, oh, now I, I need you to go two miles this direction. And now I need you to go, and, and actually they don't have any idea that you were over here, so they're gonna ask you the exact yeah. same questions. And so the linkage, the idea behind the linkage center is to be able, you know, this is the idea. It, it remains to be seen if it's gonna work. It's a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. where homeless people can go. And I'll tell you, the reason I, I put those caveats on it is because I am a very hands-on person and mm -hmm. I go to the farmer's market, which is right next to the linkage center, which is actually where City College used to have um, some, some classes. And I asked homeless people around there, you want to come with me to the linkage center? Because, you know, they've got showers, they've got help for drugs, they've got help for housing. They've got, and, and uniformly they said no. And um, I am not an expert. I am not a, you know, I don't necessarily know how to get people there, but I also talked to Urban Alchemy. Uh, I don't know if you know those folks, but they're boots on the ground, man. They yeah, know what's great. going on. They're formerly incarcerated themselves, actually, and they are. And they're going to be voting. And they're going to be voting. But anyhow, my point is, is that they recognize how difficult this is. This is not easy. It's, it's this is not easy. No, this it, is, so it, I was going to go there, actually, when I think you were saying, what's the, what's the thing that you hope is easy? And then the thing that you think is not so easy. And the thing that I think is not so easy, I was going to go to housing. Yeah. Uh, because in this city, we love to fight and we love to fight about anything. And there are at least, I would say, I would put them in the minority now, but at least 40% of the people in San Francisco are like, no change. It's got to remain the same. We love it. It's perfect. Don't touch it. It's beautiful. And honestly, it's going to be hard to build 82,000 units of housing, which is what we're supposed to be building and have no change in this city. It's mm. going to be, that's a tough road to hoe. So to me, that is yeah. the tough one. Yeah. That is a tough one. And transitional housing is, of course, part of that. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah. So I was going to ask actually, um, not what the tough one was, but total hype dream. If, um, if California seceded from the union and made you their dictator, what would you do in your first hundred days? If you could do anything? Well, the first thing I do is I'd give away the power because that's terrifying. Yeah. I would never want to be that person. Uh, I'm a collaborator. I like to work with other people. I don't want to be yeah. the dictator. That's like a, that's like a nightmare position. Um, you know, maybe if I had, I think I, I'd probably go for that lottery thing. I think I, I, if I had all the power in the world, I think I'd say money out of politics. Uh, let's go to the lottery system. Let's try something different and see what happens. I think that if I had my absolute dream, and I'll tell you what, it would, it would attract and entirely different people with entirely different agendas and it might actually yeah. uh, change things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What a way to shake it. But up. I do it with everybody sure. else. I wouldn't want to do it all by myself. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that's... Uh, not, yeah. not, not what I'm looking for here. Uh, so, yeah. So you're the only mm -hmm. woman running any race. Correct. Uh, the, there, what does that mean to you to be a voice of generations and be a leader of the women's community? Yeah, and I'm the only parent as well. And you're the and you're the only parent. I'm the only parent Are you, as well. I, yeah. And you're a small business owner too. Uh, yeah, I'm a small, and I'm, I think I'm the only small business owner. It's not really clear. This one gentleman, this one gentleman, sort of uh, says he is, but I can't figure out what he does. Um, I've been a I've been a small business owner for twenty plus years in okay. the city. So, um, so being a woman, I think you know it's a couple of things. I think. Um, the, the answer I gave to the Chronicle is that, um, you know, I'm going to think of different things. That's all. I mean, this is just natural. You think of, you know, your own constituency. So examples I gave were tampons were taxed. Hmm. And, um, and Christina Garcia, Assembly Member Christina Garcia, uh, made sure they weren't. And diapers aren't taxed. Diapers used to be taxed. These are things that are absolutely key. <laughs> yeah. These are like these are like water, like food, like you know you can't live without them kind of thing. So now sanitary napkins and tampons are not taxed. Um, another woman, Lorena Gonzalez, um, got diapers to be put under the SNAP, which is for you know for federal funding. Cool. For yeah, so now you know again diapers. It's really hard to have a baby and not and not be able to afford diapers. Yeah, it is for sure. Really, really tough. Um, again, so I think there are things for me, education related to education and how important I know it is for people to be able to use that as a ladder of opportunity. There's not a lot, unlike housing, which I, 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 I just realized this during the race, people love to talk about housing partially because there's so much money in it. Oh my God. Right. You got the developers, you got the financers, you got, oh my God, everybody's spending money, 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 but there isn't in public education right? Mm. It's not the same thing. And so, you know, unfortunately people gravitate towards the money and there's not a lot of attention, you know, on, on things like education. So I think those are some of the things that I can bring, you know, as somebody who is a, an education expert, my kids went through the K through 12. I'm, I've been for the last seven years, the city college trustee. Um, and then also just kind of, you know, it's good to have different perspectives. And I bring, a perspective like Christina Garcia, like Lorena Gonzalez, um, that is thinking about, you know, 51% of the population and, and what their issues are. Mm -hmm. Do you have any ideas like, uh, untax the tampons, which is, which is a good, that's a good slogan, right? The, <laughs> it, it's right. A with the alliteration. 
Um, do you have any ideas I mean, of how thought, you can I, I have thought, shake in that space? Well, you know, I, I actually have thought, I think that's a really good space. Um, and I think, you know, um, I don't know, uh, women have to pay uh, a lot of times for uh, abortions. They have to pay for birth control. Um, they have to pay for tampons. They have. There's a lot of things that we could do actually around women's reproductive Child rights. Care. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, I mean, uh, childcare is a disaster in this city. FYI, you picked a you picked a hot button, yeah. uh, and that's because the women who did childcare um, are largely uh, black and brown women. And they have been taking care of their own kids. A lot of times they've been also doing elder care of their own families. They live in multi-generational housing, uh, houses, and um, they're paid like shit, honestly. And so um, if you look at, you know, they, they made a very logical decision. Should I risk my, potentially my life with COVID um, to go and get bad wages and possibly bring COVID back to my multi-generational family? Or should I stay home? And as a result, we have very little childcare in San Francisco, very little. And what is, is unaffordable for, for the average human being. So that is, that is a big one. Um, and that is something my, one of my slogans was, you know, why do child, because we, we call it child uh, development at City College. So you go to, you go to school to get a child development certificate or um, some sort of a degree. So why do we pay child developers so much less than software developers? Like why? What's more important? Right? It seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I think it would. Um, well, it's because we pay them more because there's money in it. And so the the economics yeah. of it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you just have to look at things differently. What's the most important thing? Is it bringing? Is it bringing? Is it bringing people up? Is it raising raising the next generation? Uh, yeah, is it the, I, yeah. But like yeah. the 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 economic realities are that somebody who like can like write some JavaScript is much more like valuable to the dollar bill than is. Uh, at least in in a short like in that's our right. current culture of it. That's right. At least. Yeah. And. And that's why you know I think and and you know people hate when you talk, I have an MBA, but people hate when you talk about return on investment. But honestly, the return on investment on raising a child is so much higher than any JavaScript that you're and, gonna write. And so how can, you know I mean? how can local government um, help assist changing not only the perception, but also that uh, bridging the wage gap? Yeah. How, how can local government do that? So, um, the perception is by people by by uh, voting for people who think about this stuff mm. and who can talk about it and who can use it as their bully pulpit, and that's me. Mm. Um, and then the and then what government can do is start to support childcare. You know, start to pay these people, start to demand a living wage for these people, start to demand that they are able to get health care. And sick leave, all those things that we talked about with the domestic workers is also true with childcare workers. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, we can, we can subsidize it. We can say this, there is a return on investment. If you put attention and care and love towards a human being, then you get a, 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 more, a, a more caring, loving, smarter most likely because they've been able to develop fully their brain and all of that you know human being at the end of the day and honestly isn't that what we're here for i think so i think yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so. very much so. Absolutely. So yeah, so well, we're, um, we're in the minority, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, you think so? Okay, and yeah. so um, right. it, do you have any last words? Any uh, quick little theater? Do you want to do a little soundbite, and then sure. I can? Yeah, yeah so I'll try. I'll we try. we do an edit zone. <laughs> okay. Um, and so if you want to do something like. I'm Thea Selby, and and give a little pitch. Okay. I can edit that for you. Let's try it. We'll yeah, try sure. it. We'll see how it goes. Um, hi, my name is Thea Selby. I'm running for District 17 Assembly. I am thrilled to be here at Mutiny Radio, and uh, I am running on February 15th. I'm the only woman in the race. I'm the only parent in the race. I'm a city college trustee and a small business person, and I would love your vote. Please vote for me February 15th. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thea Selvi, our new brilliant buddy. Ah, Thea Selvi, thank you so much. Thank you. Can we add that in? What's that? Don't end the Zoom. Yeah, do you want to? I'm sorry. Can I say hi? Can I say, um, uh, listen to brilliant buddies? Yeah, can, can you do some kind of? A... Yeah, could you say yeah. something oh, like, um, uh, you're listening to my brilliant buddies? This yeah. is Thea Selvi, and you're listening yeah. to my brilliant buddies? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. This is Thea Selby, and you're listening to My Brilliant Buddies. Uh, okay, cool. And then can we do it again? Um, uh, this is Thea Selby. You're listening to My Brilliant Buddies on Mutiny Radio. Okay. This is Thea Selby, and you're listening to My Brilliant Buddies on Mutiny Radio. Oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Do you, have any, do you do any silly voices? We like silly voices around here. <laughs> I actually don't, but I know that silly voice. Uh, it's kind of a cute silly voice. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah only yeah. when I'm talking to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is after um, uh, uh, smoking cigarettes. And so <laughs> it's the, the only place that I can go with it. Awesome, so, awesome. Thank you so much. Nice to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Nice to meet you. I can't hear you anymore. You do. Yeah, but you get it. You yeah. get it. Okay. All right, I'm going to head out to my next... My next endeavor. Thank you so much. All right, Thea. thank you. You take care. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. And I'll get those pictures over to you. Okay, yeah, that's great. Very fun. Very fun. How come I don't like that woman? <laughs> I'm so glad you don't do comedy anymore. I thank God for COVID. Savage. I hope you catch it. Damn, are we are we off air? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You act like Trump is Hitler. They really are comparing Trump to Hitler. Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your mind? A thousand thirteen hundred people rush the Capitol. He's Hitler. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. And it wasn't Trump supporters. Who was it? It was the furries. Dude, the, that's a Bernie supporter. Good. I have another new joke. The QAnon's one of them. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my phone's in there. God bless America. And thank God. Oh, Maddie Q finally found parking seven hours later. Thank you, Pam. No, it's not your fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. He's a Nazi. Oh, I hate when people from the Bay try to lie to me and say that they need money for BART. Like, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. If you come to me and you're like a grown human being and you're like, hey, I'm just 25 cents short for BART, 
Your priorities are out of line, sir. <laughs> they are. I haven't paid for BART once, and I'm not even from here. Don't jump it on the I did. I jump it. <laughs> I jump it every time. Dre, you could just walk over it. Your legs are so big. You just, like, nothing. I hop over it like a bunny rabbit. I, you, you, you thought I was not an athlete. I'm an absolute athlete. Absolutely. I could run track. I could do it all. Jerk off for seven hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight. Not even, a, not even a blink goes by. So... What the fuck else was written about that guy? This really happened. We were out here, Pam and I, fucking, we gave him money. I saw him get off of fucking Oakland. He needed to go to Hayward. What a fucking liar. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not jumping Bart, grow up. That's the... Okay, cool. Posting your COVID re results, that's a crazy way to say you want to fuck someone. You know what I mean? That's a really crazy way to say, hey, I'm single and I want to deep throat someone's dick. You know, that's just a really, like, that's crazy. It makes me wonder, did people, like, not fuck when AIDS was a big deal? When HIV was a pandemic, an epidemic, a whole thing, where people just like, I'm not fucking. Because no one leaves their houses nowadays. They won't even go outside. So it's like crazy. Crazy. Bananas. I saw someone wearing two masks recently, and I figured that's like wearing two condoms. It's not. It's going to work. It's going to break. You're going to get pregnant. Good. 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 Going through the new ones, ladies and gentlemen. Strap up. My drug dealer told me he makes no money off of me. So I think I'm winning. You know what I mean? This is a, how is this my problem that you don't do your job right? I do your job better than you, you know? You're making no money off of me. You know, I'm not making any money off of you either. So I guess it's a good. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a bank account. Uh, they, I don't trust banks and they don't trust me. It's like a mutual situation. <laughs> That's the joke. Thank you. It's a, it is. I know I'm maturing because uh, I'm looking. But when I saw the sense, like I saw that one of the sense was Alabama. Why would I? My I already smoke cigarettes in my room, masturbate for hours on end. My my room already smells like Alabama. It does. I live inside of a strip club. It already smells like Alabama. In the summer, <laughs> you know, I have that summertime Alabama scent. Yeah, yeah. You like that one? Yeah, she. You like that one? I got fucking jokes. I was raised going to church. Thank you. So naturally, as an adult, I'm not religious. So I not so so I understand not believing in God, but I'll never understand the hail Satan people. Matty Q, have you heard of these people? The people that say hail Satan. I don't get them. I don't get. It. It's like, did we not read the same book? Oh. Maybe we're not on the same page in the same book. Maybe we're just a little off. You're going for the guy who's going to fucking... Hold on. <laughs> you're going for the... You're going to get... You want to get, you get, you get face fucked by the devil's dick to death every, for the rest of eternity? That's, what, that's your goal? That's what you're going? You're going to get just, just fucking just wrecked by Satan every day? I mean, it's not a bad gig, I guess, but... Hail? What is this? Nazi Germany? The only thing I'm going to hail is a cab away from your psychotic ass. Hail Satan. That's crazy to me. The word jokes play on words. I know people don't hail cabs anymore. 
You ever smoke a cigarette till it tastes funny? I understand the argument, though, you know what I mean? I get it. I, I get it, though, you know? I get it. I totally understand the argument. Satan was the angel of music and entertainment. I'm sorry, but that's Aussie for me. You can keep Satan to yourself. I, don't, I already have one of those. He, he's great. He eats bats and doesn't get COVID. He's, he's like Superman. But Satan, he wanted us to have the fruit of knowledge, of understanding. Why do I want to know? Why do I want to be conscious of how fucked I am? Ignorance is bliss. It's bliss. Bears don't give a fuck. Bears don't give a fuck. They don't know and they don't want to know. They don't care. All they know about is fucking eating and sleeping for long periods of time. I want to be like a bear. I don't want to be a human. I don't need this. Why I don't need this? Why do I need this for? I don't want to know. Just send me out there with the butterflies, the birds, and the bees, and the honey, and I'm out there with the trees, man. I'm a bear. I want to be a bear with a salmon. <laughs> no, I got to be here. Kyle Morrissey, I got to be right here in this room. I got to be here. I got to take whores on dates. I got to pretend I care about your problems. I got problems. Okay, I got problems. I don't need your problems. You bring your problems to me, it's going to be a problem. I wrote all of this. I was on a lot of cocaine, but I wrote all of this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this goes right into Pam's favorite joke, and I'm going to close it out with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not grossed out by girls on their period. I'm not. I'm not one of those kind of guys. I'm not. I, I'm not grossed out by it. I'm just, like, I'm just of the, like, I'm just of the mindset, like, why are we talking about your bloody pussy? Why? You know what I mean? Why? Yeah, I see your tampon. It's there. We don't got to talk about it. We don't, it doesn't need to be the topic of discussion. I'm on my period. I don't care. I'm going to eat it anyways. I'm going to fuck you. It's going to be great. I just... I feel like after I've had sex with a girl in her period, I just feel like I've done something wrong. There's just blood everywhere. I just feel like I've done, I'm not even that good in bed. I, I, why are you bleeding? You know, it's like, well, it's just so much. I feel like I'm going to get a knock on the door. SFPD, you know, I, I don't, we have a warrant for your arrest. I didn't do anything wrong, officer. Good. Uh, okay, now I'm with this one because I didn't work good. Um, <laughs> I punched this chick in the face one time. In my defense, she hit me first. In her defense, I didn't have to use a car. Oh, the truth is always the funniest, ladies and gentlemen. All right, good night. Yay, Mark Neuer. You got to add a tag to the end of it when the police comes and you say, I just, I just punched that pussy in the face. That's why he's bleeding everywhere. That was, that was lovely, Mark Neuer. Yeah, that was good. We're going to play Magic on Sunday if anybody wants to come by and uh, play Magic with us. It's really fun to dork out. He's really smart. Like, I always knew Mark Neuer was really smart, but, you know, after he decimated my really good decks in, like, with, like, five games in a row, I was like, damn, this bitch is fucking smart. Like, fun. Fun. It's good. It's good to lose. It's good to lose every once in a while. I'm not used to it. I'm, I'm used to winning all the time. So uh, sometimes you got to lose. Everybody clap your hands for Mark Neuer again. Yay. He's a good kid, everybody. He's a good kid. Like your next comedian. Another. And it's, it, I love it when guys under 30s have jokes about women's periods. I just really. It just, it's so fun because I'm like, oh, yeah, you got a dog in this fight? Do you? 
And mostly it's just FOMO at this point because I haven't had a period in like 10 months now. So my eggs are dead. I am no, I am worthless now. But your next comedian is not. He can still spurt sperm and as many ladies as he wants. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, I knew that was in reference to me for sure. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend has got an IUD. No, I'm just kidding. I'll do that later. Um, it is so hard to make eye contact at these things. Oh my God. <laughs> How long do I stare at you? Wouldn't I feel like when I look away, then it's awkward too. I can't. You can't win as an audience member here right now. You really. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it doesn't even look like we're really winning as comedians. We're just like freaking out. Um. Sure. I almost said. I almost said quarter. I almost said quarter. Uh, like we're having quarter life crises. I'm almost thirty. I really think I'm living till 120. Really, that's a little arrogant. I don't like when people who are even 25 say that they're having a quarter-life crisis. It's like, I hope you don't live to 100. You suck <laughs> for, <laughs> for saying that, A. B, millennials in general, I'm not a big fan. Like, can you imagine denying yourself the opportunity to have sex just because you're like, ooh, they like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> like, you suck. Um... I don't know. Taylor Tomlinson had a had a, a special called Quarter Life Crisis, uh, and it's like, dude, I've seen your your late night sets. You've been 25 for like four years. <laughs> like, I, when are you gonna have a birthday? Um, I uh, bought my girlfriend a dildo, so uh, she could practice giving head. Uh, there it is. There it is. I'm going to try it more than once. I am. Um, what? So I could train her to give him? Really? Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. I, uh, I just bought my girlfriend a dildo uh, so I could train her to give head. I don't know. How did it sound? I feel like it got a laugh the first time. It was Spontaneity, you know. <laughs> the jokes work. Um, I uh, I don't know. You know how like when relationships are uh, tense and you have a pet, the pet ends up being who you're passive aggressive. Like I remember when my parents would argue growing up, they would always get passed off onto the dog. Um, just the way that you talk to the dog, it was like what you would have said your partner but you say it to the dog because you're passive aggressive like oh well buddy i guess we're uh i guess we're not going to the barbecue this week huh i i i find that i uh i'm having that same it's happening to me i'm like turning into my dad now like every time i see my cat i'm just like why won't you suck my dick um um what's uh what is what is what is up I uh I did I did just which like should be you know I should be like hell yeah I don't I don't have to uh I don't have to worry about condoms anymore um it costs like a thousand dollars though <laughs> and I he I heard what they are it's just like a piece of copper it's like well couldn't we just like taking some pennies and like 
put I don't know pushed them up there I I don't know I mean at least for me that way I know next time it tastes like blood it'll be because of copper you know not because of the other the normal reason um yeah this eye contact whoo not happening um not only do I socially distance but I've stopped making eye contact uh I don't think the CDC ever recommended it but you know I just to be safe I don't have any friends um, it's true. Once quarantine started, I lost pretty much all my friends to this, uh, to coronavirus-related problems. Um, they didn't die. They just stopped talking to me, uh, which is true. It's supposed to be. It's funny because it's true, but it's just true. Um, I actually, I got into some arguments with friends when we were all locked up. And I, I learned a lot about arguments because it's never actually about the thing that you're arguing about. I was trying to like write a trying to write a TV show with another guy, and he kept shitting on my ideas. And I kind of kept feeling like he he was so confident in his ideas. He convinced me. I was convinced that he was that he was smarter than me. Uh, and then one time, it, it was getting really tense. And one time, I went over to his apartment to write, uh, and then I used the bathroom, and I I couldn't uh, wash my hands because the sink was clogged with pubic hair. So just weigh those two pieces of information. You're, you're insecure about your own creative talents because you think someone else is more creative than you. But they're, you're stepping on their toenails in their bathroom and their sink is clogged with pubic hair. All of a sudden, you're like, this guy doesn't know how to write a TV show. Uh, and every time he would criticize me about my stupid ideas, I'd be like, are you sure about that? And it, ru it ruined everything. Um, I mean, I don't, I, don't even, I don't care if you're Albert Einstein. If I went over to Albert Einstein's apartment and I asked to use the bathroom, he was like, yeah, this is Donzell and the rift. Um, and I went in there, and there was just a giant shit, like unflushed. Al Albert Einstein left a massive shit in the toilet, and he never addressed it. Uh, I'm going to be looking at him teaching me the theory of relativity later. I'm just going to be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, sure, Al. Um, because who who's here, who hears a comic and say, I don't know, man, shit's fucked up right now, man. <laughs> like, every time someone's like, it's crazy out there, I'm like, I, I stop paying attention. Um, that's just me, though. That's just me. You guys hate comics? <laughs> say what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I really want to say that right now. What do you guys want to talk about? Shout it out. Shout out a topic. All right, you guys have been great, everybody. My name is Kyle. Yeah. Oh, if anyone has cigarettes. Kyle Morrissey. Yay. He tried to change his IUD joke just for me because I yelled at him on Monday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. I like the $1,000 instead of the $150. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, I'm on Medi-Cal, so my IUD was free also. Um, Jack said earlier, like, you raised us. No, baby, I never had kids. That's because I'm a responsible <laughs> drunk. Like, unlike your parents, <laughs> I didn't have you because I like to drink <laughs> all the time. So I didn't have kids. Um, I don't. Um, but I didn't raise that generation. I only taught you in school for four years, and then I got the fuck out. So 
We have a female rock block coming up for you next. Um, very exciting. Yeah, yeah, she'll, she'll be in then Drea. So it's a female rock block. Exciting. All the ladies in the house in the hizzy. Put your hands together right now for Shelby. Yay! like a leaping jump up here because I was excited and then I realized I'm just so that ended out as well as it would have I'm up I'm not bleeding um how are you guys welcome to 2021 we made it we did it 2020 is on its way we're all different people now right uh anyone behind like the whole new year new me is that just me? I'm like looking for a new personality to add my arsenal. Um, maybe this one likes Peloton and giving guys space. So that's hopeful. I never, you know, thinking about 2021, like it's a very futuristic sounding year. Like we got into that when we did 2020, like very futuristic sounding. I don't think the people who illustrated 2021 thought a 91 Civic would still be on the road. I don't think that's the vision of the future they had in mind, like a very survivalist future. Like that's Mad Max shit. Like you see a Honda Civic crawling up over a dirt hill. Um, I'm trying to make more money, right? Like everyone's goal, prosperous, like trying to make more money in 2021. I was thinking, I was like, maybe I'll set up a live stream in my room. I've heard that you can use that to make money. And I was thinking, I was like, I'll be very artsy about it. Um, I'll just have it pointed at the ceiling. It'll just kind of watch the blades go around and around and around 24-7. That's OnlyFans, right? I haven't looked up my competition, but that's only Okay, okay. I think it could work. Thank you, baby. Um, now, 2021 might be the year that I start dating women because I'm pretty done, pretty fed up. Every conversation I have with the male sex just kind of makes me want to transition. Um, but I realize I'm like, I'm, I'm far too much of a feminist to date women. Uh, they deserve a lot better than me. So I found out that I'm, oh, Pam, hello. Um, <laughs> no, I just, you know, I realize that I'm very high maintenance. Like I took my love languages test and I got all of them. So, and I just want to say, like, because I'm still dating men at this point, and if his love language is physical touch, he's a hoe. Yeah, that's kind of stay away, swipe left. We know how that story ends. Um, but I found out, like, I'm incredibly high maintenance. Like, I think my love language ultimately is just attention. So this room of about five people is not enough. <laughs> Craving more. Um, but also, like, I'm just some very high maintenance. Like, I was taking, like, a 45-minute shower the other day, and I swear to God, I thought I was going to get a letter from the state of California, like, cease and desist. This is, we can't get an aqueduct to your house. You need to stop. This is a drought state. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm still dating guys for the moment. And I realize it's because guys are really easy. Like, guys, guys are pretty simple. Like, for a moment, I thought, of like, maybe I'll just get a pet and a therapist, and that's the same thing, right? Like, cuddles, working through a lot of my problems, and then I realized it would be a lot cheaper just to text my ex. 
vet bills and therapy are very expensive. We're talking triple digits. But my ex, might he might even buy me dinner at one point, so I'm in the green. Um, it's an economical decision at that point. Guys are really simple. I, guys are simple because I'm a terrible gift giver. I'm not really good. And I've gotten really nice gifts over the years. And the only thing I can match it with is I'm just like, oh, my God, like, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I got you my body. Yay. <laughs> happy holidays. Thank you. God, it's wrapped in all of these clothes. <laughs> so much fun for you to unwrap. Um, but, guys, like, dating guys is really fun because it's just, like, I'm not a huge commitment person. Like, I'm not really in it for the long And... Guys, every guy I've dated swears. And it's just like a nice reminder, like, he's not going to make it. Like, he's barely breathing as it is. Like, his, his days are numbered. So I think I can hang out here for as long until his lungs give out. Um, I, uh, I grew up in Orange County, California, which is, is strange. Like, people look at me and they're just like, really? Like, you grew up in Orange County? That's, that's like kind of makes sense, but not really. And so I grew up in a very different kind of Orange County. Um, like I watched Real Housewives growing up, just like down the street, not on TV. But recently I've revisited it. I revisited it, and I'm really into reality TV at this point. And I keep wondering, like, why isn't there Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I keep thinking because the drama might get predictable, they're just going to fight over their husband. So... And that, and then it's also too, like I started watching Survivor, like I've become a really big Survivor fan. It's a lot of fun, and I realize like I'm eating a lot more because I'm like, there's people starving on TV <laughs> for my entertainment. So finish your plate, bitch. I grew up in a really different kind of Orange County. Like my sister and I were playing tennis with each other over the holiday break. We're very good at tennis, and we were beating each other game for game. Like we couldn't pick a winner, and she and I had a fun laugh because only our dad used to beat us. Um, which is fun. Like, most people look at me, and they're just like, my God, like, you can't even believe, like, child abuse is a thing. Like, you know, like, you're pretty, and your anger management is mostly under control, and that Coke problem will fade out in, like, five years. And I'm like, oh, my God, did you say pretty? What? Um, it's just, it's just, it's been different. Like, I was hanging out with my friend's dad over the break, and we were all having beers in his driveway, and he was telling all of us, and we'd been at their house for like 20 years at this point, we were up there, and he was saying, he's like, shit, I got to get this place tented. Tenting a house costs like a couple thousand dollars. It's not, like it's a lot of money, but when you've had a house for like 30, 40 years, it's something you have to do. And he was like, yeah, I'm still not going to do it. And we're just like, first off, gross. Like, it's not enough that our ex-boyfriends still know where this place is and they'll drive by. Like, that's a pest, but there's literally bugs in the walls. We'll keep showing up, but Jesus Christ, you people are cheap. Like, no wonder none of us went to college. Like, goddamn. Um, I was thinking the other day, because I was drinking and driving, um, not, like, at the same time, but I was definitely over the limit. Um, I'm just very talented. And it would really suck to get a DUI because I'd be subjected to a jury of my peers. And I'm on the borderline between millennial and Gen Z. And a jury of Gen Z sounds terrifying. First off, no one's paying attention to the facts. Like, no one has an attention span of more than, like, two seconds. And if it's not in, like, Technicolor or has, like, a dance routine next to it, no one knows what's going on. So I'm fucked. But at the same time, like, 
I wouldn't want a jury of boomers because they're going to be like, hi, yeah, we've heard the evidence and we just don't believe it because that's fake news. None of those facts are real. So we're going to leave this up to a Facebook poll to decide your fate. I feel like millennials is like the best way to get out, like with a jury of your peers. Like we're fairly even-minded. We're not really, we're kind of just along for the ride. Um, although with Gen Z, I was thinking about this, like I would have a lot of luck with Gen Z because if I'm going to get convicted, it's going to be for probably assaulting a partner of mine for like looking on, I don't know, like his ex's Instagram or something like that. And they're going to be like, your honor, we completely understand. <laughs> we feel like she's in the right. Free our girl. Anyways. So, I don't know, new year, new me. Like, <sighs> I feel like I need to start waking up earlier in the morning. And a lot of people think, like, hey, waking up early in the morning, like, that's a sign of responsibility. Like, you're going to do that. Oh, are you going to bed early? Like, oh, good for you. Like, you're going to bed by, like, 8 or 9. That's amazing. You're probably getting so much done the next day. I'm like, no. I'm trying to end this shit as soon as possible. Like, I don't want to be awake for this. I'm going to bed at 6 p.m. If it could be 3, I would. I'm going to end this here. Thank you so much. I'm Shelby, guys. Have a good night. Shelby, yay! When you give up men, I you don't even have to go out to dinner. I will make like I'm a really good chef, and I'll totally cook for you. And if there's bread, there's sober bread, sober loaves at the top of the days up there. Um, so there's there's some cheese bread. Some of them have are spicy enough cheese. The one that looks like it has sugar has sugar, obviously, and then one of them is just plain. And if you want any meat and cheese, I have meat and cheese back here. If anybody wants food or whatever. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a cheese. The cheese one is like paneer cheese, um, and it it's they, you can tell it's like little cheese bits. Yeah, it looks like tofu, but it's cheese. It's um yeah, yeah. I I I bake because I'm scared that the world's falling apart and I have no control over anything, and so I bake, and then I'm like, look, I have control over yeasts, and I murdered entire cultures. Yay! I'm bread is some Nazi shit, bro. Your next comedian, she is running underground shows, and we can see it. And we're all so happy about it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Drea Myers! Yay! Yeah, give them the whole menu right now. Let him know. Um, I'm going to bomb because I have nothing new. <laughs> I have nothing new at all, and everyone has done new stuff, and it's been amazing. And I have nothing new because my soul is dead right now. Yay! So hard to create when you're dead on the inside, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about like when you're super depressed and you wear like bright ass colors to like deflect. Not depressed. I'm wearing red. I'm not that depressed. Everyone, calm down. See how? See, this is perfect. I'm bombing now. I just like to look at my phone like I, <laughs> like I have a set list. It's literally just my timer. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, let me check. <laughs> Well, every time I bomb, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what else? Ba-dum-bum. -bum. <laughs> I literally have nothing <laughs> at all. Um, 
Wow. Oh, let's see. There's just nothing I want to talk about. All my thoughts are very dark and disturbing. I have nothing funny in my head. That's true. Yeah, I, Jack, you make good money, Jack. Yes, you have money. Your family has money. <laughs> Jack has money, which was why he came on stage and talked about how there's nothing wrong for 10 minutes. There's nothing wrong. Everyone's fine. You guys just need to try harder. That was his whole set. It was like nothing ever goes wrong ever. And it doesn't when you have money. So bless you. I hope I'm there one day. I'm trying to manifest money right now. You know what I mean? Manifest it. Bring it about. You know what I mean? Give me some money. You just go outside and you look at the sky and just go, 100,000. 100,000, and then it just comes. Um, <laughs> I have two dreams in life. Number one, well, actually three. I just want to be rich, famous, and powerful. Those are my three dreams. Those are my three dreams in life, rich, famous, and powerful. I'm going to be rich enough that I can live in a hotel because I hate cleaning and I want room service, you know what I mean, and a big-ass bed and privacy. I want to be famous enough that I got to deal with paparazzi like once a week, just once a week. I'm like, God damn it, paparazzi again? And I try to manifest it too, like I'll roll up to like a red light and I'll like, Pretend like the person behind me is paparazzi, and I'll like duck down between like the rear view and the side view mirror. Like they can't, they can't see me. They can't get a good shot. Number three, I want to be powerful. I just want to be powerful enough that the, the government decides to kill me. That's it. That's a fucking stupid line. That was a hack line. I felt, I felt all your guts. All your comic guts drop like hack <laughs> when I said that one. What else, everyone? <laughs> um, uh, but um, bum. Did you guys know that spiders? If you see a spider in your dream, it represents your mother. Did you know that? Yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you see a spider in your dream, it represents your mother. Um, that's why whenever I see a spider in my house, I make sure I kill it extra good. You know what I mean? Extra good. Just wipe it in. <laughs> Don't even just wipe till it's just spider all over the wall. Just make sure it's gone. Stage it afterwards. <laughs> my mom's a crazy bitch, dude. If you all ever think I'm a crazy bitch, you should see the bitch that I came out of. <laughs> Cause she is fucking nuts, bro. She's fucking insane. My sister's a crazy bitch too. If you guys think I'm a crazy bitch, my sister. One time, I saw her chase a dude down the block and fucking flick a lit cigarette in his face. In his face, it almost burned him. She literally chased him down the block and then flicked a cigarette at him. Like, damn. She's like me, but ten times hotter. So just imagine that. Ugh, fucking family. Um, COVID's been going on for so long. 
been going on for so long. At the beginning of lockdown, I heard my neighbors having super loud sex. And now they got a newborn baby. That's how long this shit has been going on. There's nothing like hearing a newborn scream every day when you're ovulating. When you're fucking ovulating and you're trying not to have kids and you just have to listen to the downstairs neighbor's kids scream all day. You're like, God damn it. I'm trying not to get pregnant right now. I, I got to listen to this soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I have to get a job soon, you guys. This sucks not want to get a job. The hardest part about looking for a job is not wanting one. It's probably the most difficult part of that entire process. Um, the second most difficult part for me is the job interviews because I'm way too fucking honest. Like if I ever start acting and they ask me how I learned to act, I'll say job interviews, dude. I'm in character the entire time. Um, I have been fired from my last 12 jobs because of my mouth. All because of my mouth. <laughs> all because of my mouth. Not because of my actions. Not because of my performance. All because I have a mouth on me. And not even cuss words, just smart mouth. You know what I mean? Just smart mouth and people in authority, which is what you do when the people in authority are dumber than you. You smart mouth them. That's what they call it. Um, the last time I got fired, uh, I was in a meeting with like, 30 fucking presidents of companies. I had to give a presentation. And this bitch that was two levels above me, my supervisor, was in the meeting. And I started giving this presentation. And I told them to turn to the second page in the first section. Turn to the second page in the first section. And then in front of all these powerful people, this bitch was like, um, if you look at the corner of the page, there's a number that you can reference. And I was just like, oh, thanks, Nicole, for explaining how page numbers work. We really appreciate that. And then the whole <laughs> fucking room, there was only two people that laughed. It was like two of the top people laughed. Hell aloud, but the rest of the room was dead ass quiet. <laughs> dead ass quiet. And that's why I got fired. <laughs> that's what they fired me for. Real shit. That's what they fired me for. That was it. And that's how I got fired from my last 12 jobs. Just for <laughs> fucking saying shit like that. I'm not meant to like be in a position of fucking subordination where I can't speak my mind. Um, I'm like a wild horse, I'm like a wild fucking bronco. You know what I mean? But I'm built like a horse. Look at this shit. Ah! <laughs> I got fucking tree trunks for legs, bro. I gotta haul logs every time I go for a walk. I'm just out here fucking like a lumberjack hauling these fucking tree limbs around. Um, all right, thank you so much. My name's Jay Myers. Drea! Yes, riffing! That was really exciting. Uh, that makes me so happy. No, really, because you usually, uh, every time I see you, you're at your own show and you do material and stuff and you riffed and that was super awesome. And like, that makes me feel better about my set last night because I was like, I just riffed around. But no, I, I laughed multiple times. It's good, it's good. You've got, there's a bunch of new jokes in there. Back to it. It's lovely. It's always lovely. You're amazing. Um, find her comedy on the slide. Don't find her. Don't don't find it or find it. You can 
find it or not find it, whatever you want. Your next comedian, he finally found parking, and that's exciting. I saw you I saw you driving around the block multiple times like forever ago, and I wrote your name down here. There you are at in your lumberjack outfit. Cool. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. While he's doing the changeover there, there's th- all the food up at the front is freshly baked bread that I baked this morning that's sober loaves. There's no wheat in there. It's back here, but th- those are all, so, so if anyone wants to come and eat there at their peckish, sober zone's up there. Matthew Quirk! All right, restart the clock. Restart the clock. Uh, anyway, Drea Myers, man, all suicidal, uh, you know, depressed and shit. Usually we say don't jump, but in Drea's case, we're just going to say don't fall. She's tall, all you people out there in Mutiny Radio land. She's hella tall. Uh, anyway, Mark Neuer reminded me, I was shopping for candles the other day. Uh, I found a candle that was called Confident. It reeked. Give a fuck what you think, no eye contact? What, Kyle? Care about your opinion? Uh, anyway, how about that incel rebellion we had last week, huh? How exciting was that? I mean, I w- you know, it, afterwards they started having, uh, you know, debates on the congressional floor about what to do about it. Those things were so fucking boring. I was like, can we have another rebellion? This fucking political shit's boring. Anyway, I got a new name for those guys. The Ku Cux can't nailed it uh apparently um a bunch of those people since they all like live video streamed their criminal activity uh don't call them stupid though uh apparently a bunch of them were on the fbi's uh watch list like hundreds of them and uh, i think i see the problem here I think we should start calling it the stop them list. Instead of just watch. They there was a rebellion last week. Did you guys catch it? It was exciting. Anyway, a bunch of those guys, the Proud Boys, they're all like shaving their beards and trying to like delete their accounts and everything. And it's like, what's up? You're not proud? Not Proud Boys? Not proud no more? So anyway, guys, you think we're going to see uh, Trump's tax returns in the next five days? Anybody? You think he's going to show us his health care plan? The, 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 the great one that was going to be the best ever? That one? You guys forget already? You guys remember when he tried to nuke hurricanes and buy Greenland? Seriously, it was only like eight months ago. Uh, a bunch of Trump staffers apparently are having trouble finding a job. They've been putting out resumes. Apparently, they're having trouble finding a job. And someone said, what advice would you give them? And uh, I would say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, motherfucker. Fuck off. Maybe you should learn to code. Uh, uh, I really don't care. Do you? Yeah. Uh, How about be better? That's another Melania one. Uh, anyway, I guess they're getting bitch slapped in the face by that invisible hand of the market. And uh, free market ain't free. What can I tell you? 
Uh, let's see, there is a football coach. The first Muslim football coach has been, yeah, the professional level. And he, here's the real good news. He's going to be the first football coach to not break the Sabbath. See, they're all Christian as hell, and it's always on Sunday. I am so fucking smart. Too smart for these, my audience here. Uh, anyway, apparently uh, Melania Trump won't meet with Dr. Jill Biden in the transfer of power, the peaceful transfer of power. Uh, first of all, what a bitch. Uh, Second of all, be better, right? No? Anybody? Uh, and uh, anyway, Melania, now do you see why Vogue doesn't want you on their cover? Now do you see? Uh, let me, where was, uh, I'm not going to say the bad phrase, whatever I do. Oh, yeah, so somebody was talking about the quarter-life crisis. Uh, there is no quarter-life crisis. You guys are just losers. That's all that is. Um, you guys know who Frank Lutz is? He was one of the political operatives who came up with all those clever words to make things seem worse than they were. He worked for the Republican Party. Uh, if I tell you his most famous thing, it'll ruin my punchline, so I'm just going to charge ahead. He claims that he doesn't think that there's any way to save the Republican Party at this point. And I think maybe they should have a death tax. His death tax was his big famous bit of a estate tax. This is this is really smart shit, guys. I swear to God. Anyway, people, yeah, uh, people are making all kinds of comparisons uh, with Trump to Nixon, but uh, I would like to make a few key comparisons that are different. For example, uh, Nixon had a dog. Nixon could play piano. Yeah, Nixon was a lawyer. Nixon served in the military. Nixon could read. <laughs> and uh, Nixon could answer questions from the press, even the female ones. <laughs> so those are some pretty key differences. Also, guess how many impeachments Nixon had? Zero. zero! Zero! Fucking zero. Anyway, I don't know if you know this, speaking of impeachment, uh, Trump does have the bigliest numbers. He has the most tremendous numbers. Nobody's seen numbers like this before. That's right, that number is two. That's the biggest number. Anyway, uh, there's a bunch of presidents who have, actually most of them, have zero impeachments. And, uh, we call them good presidents. They're the good ones. Yeah, people noticed that I was driving around here looking for parking. I finally had to uh, drive up one of those uh, slow streets. And is that what we're calling retarded people now? Slow? Is that what? Are they all in one, are they all in one neighborhood? So I recently read a thing about how there is a big discussion about if there is a proper way to wipe your ass. 
front to back, back to front. Uh, I, s I don't know uh, if there is, but there sure is a wrong way to wipe your ass, right? We can all agree the unclean way is the wrong way. So uh, Trump being banned on uh, Twitter, right? Am I the only one who found life incredibly boring now that he's been banned for Twitter? No reason to get up in the morning and see what happens. Uh, anyway, he's still against TikTok. I think the reason he's against TikTok is because that's the only sound he's hearing as his presidency winds down to its final moments. He's entered the Edgar Allan Poe phase of ah. his presidency. That's a literary reference you've... He I even get it. It's also yeah yeah yeah. No telltale heart. Never more, motherfucker. Two impeachments. Never more. Okay. Uh, I hear a lot of my woke friends talking about like, um, you know, they want to defund the police. I'm not sure what I feel about defund the police, but I am sure I want my refund from the police. Right. Twenty-seven pounds in two thousand nine. I would like that back, please. And in case you don't have it, I'll take the cash equivalent at 2009 prices. That would be fine. Am I the only one who got arrested ever in this room? Okay. <laughs> this is great. According to the DA, that's what I had. Weigh the dirt. They weigh the dirt. They weigh and the, the sticks and stems. Yeah, they, they, they have a thumb on the scale. See, this really leans into that thing about you are you crazy or white privileged because you don't even know how the system is on drugs, man. They you know, Jack is at like in a tent talking to himself level crazy. But he dresses better than all of us. Which just shows his tremendous wealth, right? You got to have money to appear normal at that level. Anyway, so I'm sorry. You know, I I I, I fucked with Jack before, and I I just want to make sure he knows I'm kidding. I don't want the system to come down on me, and I certainly wouldn't want to insult Mr. Ferguson at any point. Anyway, uh, so Facebook is on my ass again, guys. Uh, apparently, they want me to fact check an article that I read on Facebook. I think that's pretty unfair. That's not cool. Uh, so you realize this whole incel, I know I'm all over the place. Do you realize this whole incel insurrection happened because uh, Trump leaned on Pence to overturn the election? He leaned on Pence so hard that Pence had his first real orgasm. Uh, anyway, uh, then the crowd wanted to kill Pence. They wanted to hang him for real. Uh, that still didn't inspire Pence to turn on Trump because Pence is a ride-or-die bitch for real because they were going to kill him. That's the, that's the die part. And he stood up. Say what you will about that, Christian, but he stood up. Uh, let me see. Uh, people are trying to blame Antifa for being part of that insurrection, but... Uh, Antifa has too many gigs, right? They got to drive Uber. They can't be taking over capitals. They got to make ends meet. Anyway, Antifa has skinny jeans, right? Tactical pants. 
Although I did see that one guy, that President Camacho guy with the antlers and the fur. Apparently he got arrested and is demanding his vegan food. And so maybe Antifa was at there, rally after all. Certainly didn't expect to be up here for 10 minutes while Pam cleaned out a fucking closet. Oh, oh, okay. But no one's at the boards. Yeah. Thank God, guys. Are you done? So I've been having some really gassy <laughs> shits lately, and I, I'm trying to be relatable. Uh, yes, I'm done. Let's give it up for your next comic, please. Political pundit and master clever man, Matthew Quirk, yay! I'm sorry, I'm in the closet. I've got all this closet, but all this fucking art is on top of it, and like I'm bruising my hand, like trying to get the weed. Because no one has weed except me. Is that the, how the whole world works? Am I the only person in California with weed? Is that it? That's fine. It's cool. It's fine. And I'm going to get in there and get some. And, and then I'll give it all to, to fucking Mark Neuer's mom. It's cool. It's fine. She's dead. She's fine. She's fine because she's dead. She's fine because she's dead. Do you get it? <laughs> if she'd smoke some pot, it would, it would mask the resting bitch face. Sorry, I just like throwing like Mark Neuer tropes out into the world. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Vons. Yay! Yes. Man, how you guys doing tonight? Ah, man, I just took one of Pam's edibles. I'll see you guys Monday morning. I'm out. I'm just <laughs> you know what I mean? That's serious, man. Shit. Uh, did you guys see uh, the, uh, the the storming of the Capitol the other day? That was actually the second most uh, biggest display of white privilege I've ever seen. You know, the first was when they nominated Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was literally the first time I've seen that much white privilege being thrown out there. That's all I'm saying. You know, I wouldn't point at you, Drea. <laughs> but I can. <laughs> you see that right there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Interrupting my set and shit. Why are you pointing at me? I'm the only black guy in here. Shit, everybody pointing at me, goddammit. <laughs> Damn, man. How many people think they phone watching them, man? I know my phone is watching me. You know, it's taking data and shit, man. I used the Waze app the other day, man, and Waze was fucking with me. Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a Popeye's about a half a block away. Would you like to get your big ass over there? It's like, fuck you, phone, but go ahead and get me there anyway. I got a few minutes to kill. Let's do this shit. Man, 2021 is actually uh, starting off fucked up already, ain't it? But it's going to end something big, you know. I mean, that's the, pre that's the presidency, you know. We're going to end that one and start something new. I'm just going to look for the motherfuckers that's moving the shit out the White House. You know what I'm saying? The movers and shit. How they going to feel, you know? Hey, we found this bud in the White House, President. What you want us to do with it, you know? I don't know. I'm working on some new shit, you guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, um, how many people think white privilege exists? Come on now. Clap it up. All these white people in here, y'all got to look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is the perfect place to ask that shit, ain't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> the only brother in the room. <laughs> look. <laughs> look, he just got that joke. He's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, casually uh, displaying my black privilege right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I asked, I asked, I went into a store, tried to buy some white privilege one time. The guy was like, nope, we don't sell that, buddy. Not to you, at least. I was like, can I buy some black privilege? He was like. Sure, it's over there by the Newports. I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. Man, 
Oh, shit, man. Uh, during this pandemic, I, I, I realized a lot of people was out here buying toilet paper and shit like that to wipe their ass to make it, you know, to make it a thing. That was a thing, you know. People were out here buying toilet paper and shit. And I realized, I looked online, I was like, wait a minute. Why is everybody buying toilet paper? I can just get a bidet and keep my ass right like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, do people know about bidets? Like, damn. You know, that was like, damn, everybody's buying toilet paper and shit. I was like, man, how am I going to shit? You know? Because <laughs> you go to Costco and shit, it's like it's out and shit. I started using my son's T-shirts and shit. <laughs> His old shirts and shit and washing them on laundry day. Fuck that toilet tissue. <laughs> Real talk, man. One thing about the pandemic I honestly miss is buffets. I really do miss buffets, you know? It's fucked up we can't go to buffets no more because, you know, as a big man, that's the highlight of my week, you know what I mean? Going to a buffet and shit. You know, before the pandemic ended, I went to a buffet, and there's this little kid. And first of all, I want to tell y'all, you got to watch your little kids in these buffets. You know, there ain't shit in these buffets. Kids sneezing and shit everywhere. You know, it's a little kid walking around the buffet taunting me and shit. Hurry up, fat man, let's go. I said, somebody better get the kid. I'm about to slap the shit out of this kid. Then he kept taunting me, hurry up with those mashed potatoes, fat man. You know, then he took a piece of chicken, and he put it in the fudge fountain, and he threw it at me. I was like, fuck this little kid. But I tried it anyway. Turns out that shit was pretty good. Y'all go try that shit out. Fudge chicken. Tell them little badass kids sent you, man. <laughs> we got any married folks in the house? I know nobody married here, man. Let me just tell you. I know, right? Everybody's single as a motherfucker here. Let me just tell you guys, as men... You can't argue with your wife, okay? I'm serious. You can't argue with women, right? You know that. You can't argue with yourself, right? <laughs> right? It's like, ah, how did that work, right? I tried to argue with my wife. It didn't work out. So I went on Amazon. I bought a book, How to Argue with My Wife. The first page just said, shut the fuck up. That was the whole book. Just shut the fuck up, Mike. Shut the fuck up, man. Shut it up. You know, I talked about how my phone, I, I feel like my phone is watching me, you know, I log on to my phone and it knows exactly what kind of porn I like and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hey, do you want to watch some ebony porn today, Mike? No, I think it's Asian Day. It's Tuesday. Let me try this out today. Let me try this out today. And don't get me wrong. Porn is getting crazier and crazier these days. Don't you think? I know you done seen some crazy porn before. You look like the type that have seen some, some shit. You know what I mean? My buddy sent me a video the other day of a dude fucking a goat. You know what I'm saying? I know, right? After I got done jacking off, I had questions. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of questions, you know? You just don't watch a goat video and just, you know, just be normal after that. You know what I'm saying? But it was some great angles and shit they was getting. He was getting right under the goat nuts and shit. I was like, that is some good camera angles. I need to holler at that guy. And I know I know he's like, man, four years of college and this is what the fuck I'm doing? <laughs> Filming a dude fucking a goat. But the goat actually seemed to be enjoying it, though. You know what I'm saying? So all consent, all consent. And he used a goat skin condom. So, hey, even better, you know, <laughs> even fucking better. I got to let my mom notice to, to let her understand how to use cell phones and shit. You know, parents don't know how to use cell phones. Always fucking up and shit. You know, my mom, she video called me the other day. It was fucked up because I was jacking off when she called me. You know what I'm saying? Don't act like you ain't never did that before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was fucked up, too, because she video called me and shit. And the first thing she said was, are you coming over, Mike? I was like, fuck, mom. I'm coming in a minute. I'm coming in a minute. God damn it, mom. Stop fucking with me. I gave my grandmother some edibles, you know, right? She's 96. So I think at 96, you should be able to do heroin, crack, edibles, any goddamn thing you want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at 96, you should be able to shoot up heroin and drink at the same goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> at 96, you should be have access to any drugs around the world, period. You know? 
fuck that, you know, because if I make it to 96, I'm going to be a high as fuck at 96, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so I gave my grandmother some edibles, you know, and first thing she did was ask me to put them into a sweet potato pie. Ain't that some grandma shit right there? <laughs> Baby, can you make me a sweet potato pie edible? I love getting high. Okay, grandma, here we go. Right, I know, but it's fucked up, Pam, because every time my grandma get high, she loved talking about the old days and shit when she used to suck my granddaddy dick. I'd be like, Grandma, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear about you sucking on granddaddy dick, eating his ass and shit. Calm that shit down. Grandma, you too high. You too goddamn high, you know? <laughs> Straight up, man. Just lost some weight during the pandemic. How many people lost weight? Don't clap that shit up. I lost two pounds, Pam. <laughs> I lost two pounds of weed and shit. That's fucked up. So if anybody sees my shit, it's got my name written on it, Mike Bonds, just please return that shit, man. No, it's fucked up because weed is getting stronger and stronger. You know what I'm saying? When you go to cannabis clubs and shit, you know, where they have to analyze you and shit when you first started going there, you know. Well, what do you need it for? You need it for daytime and nighttime. You need it for the, <laughs> hey, I just want to get high. I didn't know it was all these complications, my brother. You know? <laughs> they ask you everything. You're like, bro, what the fuck, man? You know? It's getting so fucking high. I was smoking with my buddy the other day, man. And he's from New York, right? And after like the joint, after half the joint was up, this motherfucker developed a Jamaican accent. I was like, bruh, what the fuck? You know, say, yeah, man, me chilling, man, you know. Me feel real good, man, you know. What the fuck, bruh? You, you had a New York accent a minute ago. Can't smoke with everybody either. You know, you realize that, you know. Yeah, you smoke with them motherfuckers that love giving you stories and shit while they high. You're like, dude, all right, I got a couple minutes. I smoked with my other buddy the other day, man. He was giving us a story about back in the day. He was like, yeah, man, I remember one night the cops tried to get me to finger my boy. I was like, whoa, that's too much information, bro. He was like, yeah, they tried to get me to point him out of a lineup. I was like, oh, you should have said that in the beginning, bro, because my mind just went to, no, don't do it. Do it. Finger him now. You go free. I was like, oh, shit, bro. That's exactly where my mind went to. Like, you had to finger your boy just to go free? Would you let your boyfriend you to not go to jail? <laughs> Keep it real. Jack, would you? <laughs> if a cop was like, your boy got to finger you, <laughs> or you're out, <laughs> would you do it? <laughs> oh, no, right? <laughs> He's like, remember that one time? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right? <laughs> yes, he will. You guys just won't talk about that. That'll be like, yeah, that night never existed, bro. Never existed. It was like dude's night out. <laughs> you know, just never existed, man. Like fuck, man. Realize I got a big ass head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I know my head's been big my whole life, though. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up. It has been. You know, and it's a trip because I gotta explain this shit to my son because he got a big ass head too. You know what I mean? Pancake know what I'm talking about. You got a big <laughs> ass head, pan. That's actually pretty impressive. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you know, big head people always want to sit in the front row, don't they? Look, <laughs> he lucky somebody ain't sitting back. I know you didn't got the shit slapped out of your head a few times. Move your big ass head. <laughs> you know, I went to go buy a hat the other day, and the dude at the hat shop was like, "Hey man, it's gonna be eight to twelve weeks before we can get your size in. <laughs> it's hardcore, bro. Yeah, that's a big ass head. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel like I gotta have two important conversations with my son. The first one is how to deal with the police because it's real right now in America. And the second one is, son, you got a big-ass head. You know what I'm saying? And both are equally as important. Both are equally as important subjects. Subject matter, you know. Man, how much time I got, Pam? I'm sorry. Uh, really, whatever you want. I'm the only comic left. So. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. just, well, I guess I'll keep ripping then. You know? 
Well, I mean, like, like do two minutes. Two two minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What to? Okay, good. What what to do in two minutes? Oh yeah. Um. So uh, anybody got any tattoos in the house tonight? Any tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. People are always getting these, you know, these monumental tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. First of all, I have not gotten any tattoos in my life. You know, right? I'm a unicorn, right? But people are always getting like their kids' birthdays, their grandmothers' birthdays pictures. And then there's these people that get these Asian tattoos written on them. You know, the Asian writing and shit. Like, what the fuck, bro? You appropriating that culture or some shit? You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what that shit means. He's like, it means faith, moon, stars, light. I'm like, okay, sure. You know? So when I get a tattoo, I'm going to get some Asian writing, too. That shit's going to say chow mein, two egg rolls, general chicken, and fried rice. You know what I mean? You know, because when I go into an Asian restaurant, I'll be like, here go my order, man. Don't fuck it up. Ain't that dope, though? That's a dope tattoo. Don't fuck it up. It's just no peas in there, too, bro. Hey, y'all, that's been my time on Mike Bonds. Innocent.